Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I prefer fatties. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That's right. Twice a week, Monday and Thursday at 5 o'clock, the not-so-honorable, very corrupt Judge Jonathan Harrison asks random questions, arbitrarily hands out points based on who he likes that day. It's called Cram Session. <laughs> I now hand it over to the not-so-honorable Jonathan Harrison. Your honor, your dishonor? Snacks Harrison. Your not-so-honor? <laughs> he wishes. That guy's good. <laughs> that guy's great. That guy's going to earn some money. You get to pick your nickname. Going forward, do you want it to be snacks or do you want it to be corn dog? Snacks, <laughs> not even a question. Snacks, snacks? All right. yeah, snacks. There it is. Corn dog, so much better. I no, I love corn dog. Why so would you not better. want it to be corn dog? The no, state fair is coming up dog. in like six weeks, and you're going to be our corn dog connoisseur at the state fair. That's fine. It might be organic at that point. It might just catch the, on. The corn dogs. The corn dog. Your nickname. Organic. What if we got a a social media segment sponsored where you went around town reviewing corn dogs? Could we call you corn dog then? In that segment alone, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, you get... Where to go, Rami? It's not, <laughs> but it's not transitioning over to this. You get a nice it's talent that fee. video only. Yeah, you get a no, talent no, fee, too. Content, you get a talent fee, a nice little talent fee, <laughs> contingent on the nickname carrying over into Mackie and Jeb with Rami. What's the fee we're talking about? You here? have to... They said nice. Okay, to be negotiated. Yeah, Clear. I want to know what this we nice is. We talk off the air about that. But you have to... Every time you do a Scornock download, you have to introduce yourself with a pause. You have to say... All right, everybody, it's uh, whatever time. Welcome to the Scornock Download. Pause. I'm Corndog. <laughs> Let's talk about that price, and then maybe there might be a price that you're Do you know what nicknames for. do for radio personalities in this town? Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> you'll, you'll have aware a, what you'll be on nine to noon nicknames before you know it. I guarantee you, Collar and the Corndog will be a thing. <laughs> Before you know it, Cunningham I, and the corn dog. I'm very aware of what food related nicknames do to people in this town. Exactly. The, all of a sudden, they have more Twitter followers than most of us. You know how it goes. Uh, so, moving on. Rami's out now. <laughs> have the twins hit? He might be. Have the twins hit rock bottom this season with these last three losses, or is there still further to fall before they eventually rock it up and win the World Series? <laughs> It's it's amazing we're talking about rock bottom and they're 22 games over 500 and playing at, a, at like a 99 win pace or something. And lost three games in a row for yes. the first time all season. It is, however, it is not rock bottom.
because of Cleveland's schedule and the Twins' schedule. The Twins have the red-hot Oakland A's, and then the red-hot New York Yankees, and the Indians. Apparently, the Indians play 40 games against the Royals this season. I don't know. Was there a schedule glitch, and the Indians were like, oh, we just get to play the Royals for a month and a half. The Royals and the Tigers, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So because of the schedules, it's probably going to get closer before the Twins hit the gas again. Yeah. Just going to warn you. I'm... uh... I mean, I don't have much to add to what Phil just said, so he'll probably get the point over me, but yeah. yeah. Wait, I do. Okay. Win schedule is going to get tougher. Indian schedule gets easier for the next two weeks, and then and then the tables turn. It's not only going to get worse, but at some point in time here, before it's all said and done, the Cleveland Indians are going to pass your twins in first place in the American League Central. But then, then the key thing is the counterpunch that we're going to see. And this could, this will actually happen in the next couple of weeks because it has to. The twins will not laugh in the face of the baseball gods and will make a, a significant trade that will at some point get them back on course to what you just said, which is have postseason success. So it's going to get worse, but moves will be made eventually to get it better. The judge is going to lead. Uh lead the question here. Who is that trade for, Judd? I can't play the fifth. <laughs> two segments ago. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I get the point while I do it. No, it's not good. Yeah, Judd gets the point. <laughs> wow. I just, that was, wow. I feel so icky. That's cheap right there. <laughs> wow. I feel, I mean, leading the witness. He led the witness, and he he took me into a path I didn't want to go I down. I did tell you I was leading the witness, plus Judd did give me this. I prefer fatties. That's true. I mean, it's just such a great I drop. prefer fatties. I think that should be, I prefer fatties, should be the 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 sounder between questions. It's just that good. <laughs> no, more, no more Batman sound. I, hey, look. I love people, okay? Anti-body shaming, Judd Zolgan. So Matt Nagy is telling Chicago Bears fans to, quote, remember the hurt from the double doink. What's the worst you've seen an athlete or coach handle an on-field mistake? Because I'm venturing to guess this might be the worst way to handle that double doink. The worst that I, I've seen, and I've seen some really bad ones, but I think the worst I saw, and it wasn't even anything necessarily that he directly came out and said, although I think he did kind of, Zimmer with Blair Walsh. All right? Now, we all know Mike hates kickers. He doesn't like quarterbacks, and he, and he absolutely can't stand kickers. And after the 2015 miss, they did what they shouldn't have done, which is said, oh, we're going to bring him back, and Blair's going to be fine, and all those first-grade kids that sent him cards are going to make him you know great again. And if you guys recall, 2016, open the season, Sean Hill at quarterback, and Blair Walsh, and I looked this up today, made four of six field goal attempts, including one, I think, that went for 50 yards. He made, and this is where it gets dicey, one of two extra points. But if you guys remember, there was a field goal attempt in that game that, I'm not kidding you, went a mile and a half wide left. Like, the ball never had a chance. It looked like if you were to have asked an 8-year-old kid, hey, Johnny, go kick this football from 25 yards. In this case, I think it was like 52. But it was it was at that moment you said, this ain't going to work. This kid is ruined mentally. And he's partially probably ruined because his head coach hates kickers. So that was, that was as bad, and it's a continuing saga as well, as I've seen something handled when they just should have cut bait on Blair Walsh and poor Mike had no idea what to do about it. Um, the worst that I've ever sort of been a part of was uh, shortly after the Brewers signed Jeff Supon as a free agent. And that was, and this should tell you all you need to know about Brewers history up until then, 
that was a big signing for the Brewers, and Brewers fans were very excited to get Jeff Supon in free agency. And uh, that didn't work out so great. <laughs> Jeff Supon. Immediately, right off the bat, that didn't work so great. Don't laugh. Twins fans would have loved it, too. I think he had a near 5 <laughs> ERA in his first season with the Brewers, and there was one particular game where I think he gave up six runs in an inning, but it was a situation where they had to beat a bullpen, so Ned Yost just left him out there to eat it for an inning before he went to his bullpen, just trying to save their arms as much as he could. And instead of coming out and telling us what he was doing by leaving Jeff Supon in there, he said, and I quote, Soup pitched great. That's why I left him out there. Soup pitched great. And it became a drop that we played every time Jeff Supon was due to start. <laughs> And it was the drop that we played whenever Ned Yost's name would come up from that day until I left six months ago. That's pretty good. Suit pitched great. Man. Um, mine, I'm, I'm trying to find the exact quote, and I can't, so I'm going to have to paraphrase. But I'm going to go Vikings, and I'm going to go recent. When Kirk Cousins, sometime during this offseason workout period, was asked about the fumbles again, he said, yeah, we've been doing some studies on the fumbles and my all the, the fumbles that I've had throughout the years. And he said, it's more about the lost fumbles. <laughs> it's more about the lost fumbles. Like for, A, yes. And B, now you're throwing your he you're either saying that you need to be better at falling on the football or you're blaming your left guard for not being fast enough falling on your mistake, you know? <laughs> so I don't know which one it is, but Kirk Cousins is my answer. I love the idea or the fact that you brought up Kirk Cousins because he always he has this history of blaming others and it's great. So Phil, you get the point here, though. Judd was a close second with Zimmer and Blair Walsh because Zimmer's just awful with the kickers. Thankfully, he hired a kicking consultant, hopefully. Next question. Disney has remade The Lion King, and it's coming out tomorrow. Critics don't seem to be too high on it with it getting a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, a trailer for the sequel of Top Gun dropped today, and it looks... uh, Have you guys seen it? I have not. The trailer? The The trailer. It's not out yet, is it? The trailer's out. The trailer's not, out. Okay. Phil's yeah. like, I gotta take some time off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it well, I don't really know what to say because it doesn't tell you much about the movie other than Tom Cruise is for some reason still flying an airplane thirty years later. Is that even possible? I don't know. In so, the uh, here's what I don't get: Is it or if you're bringing back original cast members, is it a sequel? I think it's a sequel. Okay. Yeah, the way yeah. the trailer frames it, it's a sequel. Okay. But they don't tell you much about I the story other than Tom Cruise is still flying and still hasn't been promoted. It's got to be a sequel, right? Yes, it is a sequel. (laughs) What movie that hasn't been remade yet do you want to remake? And second part of this question, how would you make it better? Hmm. I've been trying to come up with an answer for this. You would think I'd be the guy who has an answer for this. I really don't. I'm really disappointed. I thought I know. I know. I'm drawing a complete blank. This was a question that I put on a T for. I mean, I love. I love. I love the Superman comic, and I love the original Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. So I wish that somehow DC could make Superman and get it right, but it's you can't reboot it now, can you? But this no. is one that has you're you're saying come right. up with one that never had a remake of any sort, right? right. Yeah, that's never had any remake, any remake. or any reboot, yeah. which is getting harder by the day because it's Point all Hollywood Break, pumps out remade. Yeah, this is worse. Well, I've got it. Okay. I'm remaking Speed. They did. What? No, they made a sequel. Speed 2. Yeah, oh, they no, made that, that doesn't count. That's a sequel. That's a sequel. Oh, that doesn't no. count? Okay. I'm asking for a remake. I remake okay. Speed. Okay. And uh, Why? How can you make it better? Because now I'm in the role 
Robbie's. <laughs> and it's a bomba bus. It's yeah. a bomba bus. <laughs> and it blows and up I, and everyone dies. And I cut the brakes. <laughs> and, no, and no one gets off. Dennis Hopper wins. <laughs> all, right, all right, what's yours, Judd? I'm going to forfeit this point because I what? hate, I wow. hate remakes. I They don't work. There's... Hollywood has no ideas, and so they continue to recycle and remake, and you know, do sequels. Take your pick, but I can't do it. There's no, there's nothing. There's no film that I've 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 loved or or thought is been funny and loved that I would remake. They're never never improved. Are they? Are they ever improved? I don't know how you remake a comedy, but I don't mind them rebooting like. Superhero stuff, action movies, and that's like not my that. and that's not my cup of tea. Like a comedy is, it's a very unique thing unto itself. Yeah, you can't remake like, like that. Rushmore. Right, I love Rushmore, but you can't remake that. No, no, and you shouldn't touch that. No, wow. you got greatest it. film of the nineties. All right, here it is. All right, I'm remaking Major League. The Marlins are the team, and Kevin Hart plays Willie Mays Hayes. That's my remake. Okay. Kind of like that. I'm purpose. Like that. I hate that idea. <laughs> Take take the point. Ugh. Yeah, Phil's gonna get the point in the you, win here. Today. I can't I do it. You know, I can't like do that it. Idea. You guys wouldn't watch a major not, league no, remake. Really. No, I, I don't. just said that's pretty good. Not a sequel, but a remake of yeah. Major League. I didn't like I it. Watch that. Rami did. I didn't like it at all. You didn't like Major League or my answer? Your answer. Oh, okay, good. Good. oh no, good. I like oh, a, I like Major that's League. Okay. Oh no, just making no, sure. No, okay. Does Derek Jeter play himself as the owner who doesn't want to win baseball games? I don't want to see that cardboard cutout. No, no. But like Bull Durham, right? Like you can't remake Bull Durham. Bull Durham was fantastic. I mean, I think I think with movies like that, they're so character dependent. Yes, Major League is more like the it's, the characters are great, but it's the the storyline is something that you could take forward. Who's and Charlie Sheen? It. Who was fan? Who was off the charts? Great, great question, that. man. Like you'd have to find a Charlie Sheen. Like, how do you find that, though? Let me think on that. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get you an answer on the other side here. All right, I'll All get right. you an answer. Six five one six four six. X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports music and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performances from Incubus, POS, the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. Just a quick reminder here, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North on the Score North mobile app. It's happy hour. And it's soon to be happy hour once once uh, we're done here. We'll probably just have that uh, that beer show happy hour down the hallway. It's Thursday. Oh, beer show does follow us, doesn't it? Yeah. You ever sneak into that room? A little. Uh, I've walked past. Yeah. Go You've in never there. gone in? I've never gone Dude, in. Give a free little, sample? Little tall boy. Will they? Oh, yeah. All right. Go introduce yourself. Or not, just go in and just walk down, in, grab a beer. Out. Yeah, <laughs> just sit down and open one of their beers. <laughs> yeah, stare at, stare at them, stare them right in the face. That's how it works? Go Stone Cold Steve Austin, two beers just <laughs> all over your head. But we're giving away Twins Yankees tickets for this upcoming Tuesday, July twenty third game at Target Field. And all you have to do to enter to win is open the Score North mobile app between now and six o'clock. And as long as you're a registered user of the Score North app, you're entered. It's that simple. I did it. I'm not eligible, but I opened up the app, and boom, a box popped up because I'm registered. I have the app, and uh, it said, you want to enter to win these? And I said yes, and that's all you have to do. Go download the app if you don't have it, the Score North mobile app, S-K-O-R North, anywhere you uh, find apps, so Apple devices or Google Play Store if you're Android. You download it, you register with your name and email, and then you enter for your chance to win. If the box pops up, just click enter, 
If it doesn't, it should. If it doesn't, go to uh, the menu and click Listener Rewards, and you can enter that way. But you have to. All you have to do is open the app between now and six o'clock, and you will be entered to win Twins Yankees tickets on uh, the Score North app. So let's. Uh, our guy Ted has been on hold here. I Jonathan put you down as Patton. Jonathan, come on now. The famous, it's the famous, <laughs> it's the oh, famous Ted Schwarzler from Twins Twitter has uh, Sano takes. Go ahead, Ted. So I think uh, it's been interesting the last couple of weeks as we've slid a little bit where, you know, some of the lightning rod um, frustration has gone towards. I don't disagree with the idea that snow needs to strike out less. 40% is way too high. However, OPS already takes into his strikeout rate, and his 861 OPS is a better number than he had two years ago when he was an all-star. And since the 0 for 7 game when the Twins kind of came out and said, hey, he's working through things, we're trying to take some slack out of his hands, he has a, over a 1,000 OPS and is leading the Twins. Without him right now, their lineup would be an absolute dumpster fire. And in those, I think it's about 51 plate appearances, he's got a 16 to 6 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Not great, but certainly not where he was at. And then, you know, the last two games or whatever, when Trevor May gives up two ugly, ugly hanging curveballs, going into that, he had a 2.94 ERA and was one of their best relievers. So, yeah, I mean, they're scuffling pretty bad right now. The defense isn't playing well. But there's a lot more going wrong than the guys that are, you know, easy to go back to, hey, they struggled two years ago or a year ago. Let's just assume the problems are the same. Ted, thank you for your insights, and uh, we'll see you on Twitter. I would say this about Trevor May, and you guys chime in on either one of those. Mm-hmm. Trevor May has been fine, and he's been he's been solid. Uh, I think the game has changed for what a great reliever looks like in 2019, and like, he checks some of those boxes. But if you're just asking me flat out smell test and eye test, and even some of the numbers, do I want him? as like my third best reliever on a team that plans to win the World Series. No. I was going to say, he's probably, I want him, if you're a championship contending team or somebody who's going to make some noise in the postseason, he's probably your fourth best reliever at best. Right? Yeah. That's completely fair. And and he has excelled in 2019 when used correctly. That's the thing. is If you watch this team, the Twins have done a very good job when they've been successful at putting people in roles they can handle, right? And it's not too much of a stretch or leap in my mind to say, Okay, that's great, but there's going to become roles, especially as things get tighter and the playoffs come, where where it's potentially going to become too much. And now, and we've seen this in every sport, now you're asking too much of that person. So this is not to say that Trevor May should be DFA'd or something. Right. Not even close. This is to say that when he's used in a role at which he can excel, that's fine. And you know what? If you want to find out at some point next April if that role can be increased too, that's fine. But I could tell you right now that we're starting to see some people fail in roles because they're being taxed too much, and in sports that becomes a problem. Yeah. The Sano thing, the Sano thing, I, I would still like to discuss. I, I, I know that we can torture the stats to say things that we want them to say with him, um, but I'll go back to to what I said when when Smalley basically broke the news that they were trying to um, change his approach completely at the plate. I honestly, deep in my heart, think, okay, if you're going to do that, it's a triple-A assignment. That's not done here. 
Because it's going to work here, but then, to, uh, to my point earlier in the show, then adjustments are made to that, and then he... How can you get him to the point where you're fairly convinced that when adjustments are made to his new approach, he's not going to fail? And I don't think they're even close to that point right now. But that's a different thing. The May thing is very much, uh, in the right role, he's fine. This is becoming too much, and we all know that. Yeah. When you ask too much of a guy, he will inevitably let you down. It's And it's, you can't even really blame him. He's being put in spots that are too big for him and what he's capable of doing. And I know that sounds harsh, but when you're trying to win championships, there are harsh decisions that have to be made. That very statement, that very statement, and this is a very unfortunate thing to say, might apply, might apply to the starting quarterback of the Vikings. Wow, that was a leap. Look at that. No, but I'm saying, but but if you add, but if you say we're hey Kirk, we're paying you 28 mil, right? So you go out there and you be Brady or Wilson Rogers, not capable. That's not his fault. But to keep going down the road of that analogy, but it's a great place to go. What they what they've done this off season was try and ask him to do less, isn't it? Absolutely. Or put less. Of no, the, I, you put less of right. the weight of that success on Kirk Cousins. You just hit it with hiring Gary Kubiak with you, using a bunch of picks on offensive linemen. You essentially. Tried to take some of the weight off of Kirk Cousins' shoulders because you realized for who he is, you were probably asking him to do too much last year. Yeah. Uh, can we spend just like five minutes on these Carl Anthony Towns quotes? Oh, I thought you were going to tell us who's Charlie Sheen. Oh, that's new, right. Uh, yeah. All right. It's <laughs> go with me on this. It's Let's prioritize here. All right. Have you guys seen? A, <laughs> I love Rami. Have you guys seen like, the Star yeah. is Born? Towns. A Star is Born. No, I've not. No, I have not. Oh. I have not. It's, it's on HBO. I keep on going right past it when I'm looking for something to watch. On I think HBO, I think though. Bradley Cooper's character's name in that movie is Jackson Maine. He's like a strung out. He's like strung yeah. out Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I I would I would cast to play to play a wild thing Vaughn. I wouldn't cast Bradley Cooper. I would cast Bradley Cooper's character from A Star Is Born. Just kind of a see. I would cast kind of a strung out from The Hangover. No, I don't know. No, he's too gregarious. I need someone who's That's got what who's Rick kinda, Wild Thing Vaughn was. I need no. I need a character in that position who's overcoming adversity. That's what I'm saying. And Rick Wild Thing Vaughn overcame like prison um, prison life. They He's overcame adversity in The Hangover. Their buddy was missing. <laughs> yeah, for, a long, found for a long That's time. True. And sunburn after ending Jeez. up in a hotel Here's, room with Mike Tyson's tiger. I mean, for crying out loud, that's well, adversity. That's a good point. Right. Here's exactly. the thing about Sheen, though. At at that time, and it's probably still true. But the thing I loved about that was he was really crazy. Like he legitimately didn't, out, he of, didn't, out of character. Yeah, when he, he didn't wasn't play. In the role, right? Like they didn't give him a role, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to have to take off my, you know, my suit and tie and learn this role." He was bleeping nuts. Just yeah. uh, just uh, bring whatever clothes you want, and <laughs> just kind of be yourself, and we'll put you on camera and give you a baseball. We want you to play uh, Charlie Sheen. Yes, in a baseball <laughs> exactly uniform. Right. So, yes. Apparently, Charlie Sheen was like a legitimately good pitcher. Like, may have played some college baseball and could throw a ball. 90 miles an hour in real life or like 85, 90. It's really hard to find actors who can make a pitching motion look good, right? Because he just, it, there's it's there's a certain level of athleticism that you have to have to right. look good on a mound. Yeah. And so when you watch some of these, well, who was the other dude? Uh, um, well, no, I guess the, uh, the the other guy who came in with like all the Vaseline in Major League and like had... Oh, yeah, the old right? guy. Yeah. Like apparently he also was... A pitcher in college or something, but I never would have thought that looking at his weird motion in that movie. I did not know that. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't either. I, but that, I would think that's an easy that's an easy spot to put a a, a stunt man in or like a, a a body double. You know what I mean? Like you just get just get the motion from the back. Just put the cameraman behind yeah. him. Go get like Ron Mayhay to be a stunt exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get a picture. Get an actual picture. <laughs> um, Judd, I didn't I didn't see this, but Judd came across this on StarTribune.com. So Carl Anthony Towns was on WCCO radio at some point, like in the last couple days. Yes. From his camp, I guess. Okay. That was today. He said, quote, The culture we're building here is very special. I'm glad we're introducing Culver and Noel to a culture that we possess now. I don't think the situation before would have been very beneficial to them. That's the most upfront I've ever heard him be on the record in, in front of a microphone about the Tom Thibodeau A thousand percent right. Yeah. So he's upfront and being probably very fair. Right? I love it. I, mean, I love that he's yeah. like coming out and he's taking control and yes. saying, this is my franchise. That culture was garbage. This culture is awesome. Now now they have to play it out, obviously. Um, he was asked also about the Wolves' pursuit of D'Angelo Russell. And his quote was, I'm happy for him because he's happy for him to come out with a great contract to change his family's life and forever in his kid's life. That's a huge thing for me when I have my kids. I want uh, him to be their uncle. <laughs> He added, I think what Wolves fans are seeing, though, now is the people they felt were untouchable to come to Minnesota are now touchable, whoa, whoa, Carl whoa. Anthony Did Jones you say said. people? So there's more friends? He's been talking to Devin Booker. Perhaps not for this year, but that, that implies to me that there's, there's a bigger list of people that he is <clears throat> legally tampering with. Hopefully. Well, yeah, no, I know, but I, I was he curious. He better be tampering. Rami might be right about this. Everyth- Booker makes a ton of sense. Everything I'm hearing right now, like these Carl Anthony Towns quotes, you've got the media tour that Ryan Saunders, Ryan Saunders was on our show, was on the the Low Post podcast. Gerson Rosas has been all over the place, the athletic, like inject all of this into my veins. Honest to God. Like here's a couple more quotes. Are you buying into it fully though? Hook, line, and sinker? 100%. You believe in them without a doubt? I think, no, they, no matter what they build, they have to land a second superstar if they want to really be right. None they of, want to none conquer of the West. What they're saying matters if they don't actually go out and get somebody to pair with Carl Anthony Towns, right? So what where they're kind of headed now is where Utah and Denver are going to be, which is you're going to be well put together. Well, you take Denver, yeah, for but, sure. But Denver's not going to win the title. No, but I mean, if if that that's where they're going, that's you would take that compared to what we've seen for the last fifteen years in this for sure. godforsaken basketball town. Put yourself in a spot like Denver and Utah where if you do get lucky and a big time player wants to come play for you and elevate the thing that you've built, mm-hmm. then boom, you've you've got your ducks in a row. Somebody let's see, John John Krasinski from the Athletic talked to uh this Pablo Prigioni, who's one of the assistants and he ran yeah. summer league for the Wolves. And uh I just like again inject this into my veins. Prigioni said, quote, we never say you can't take this shot or that shot, meaning long twos, uh, but the message is limit those shots. I love it. Like Tom Thibodeau, even Flip Saunders had a lot of long twos in the system. It took the Wolves five years to catch up to the rest of the league here, and all of a sudden now you watch Summer League, and they were taking only threes and layups like they should have been the last four years. I don't know. I'm just I'm drinking a lot of Wolves. Inject right wins, now. man. That's what I want. I, love I want win heroin. That's what I want. <laughs> I, love every, I love everything I'm hearing. I love the process. But until I'm shown that they can convince somebody or find a way to get a superstar here in Minnesota, I'm not necessarily convinced that they can do that. There's a... Even if you're doing things completely 100% right, there's still a lot to overcome.
to go and get a superstar to pair with Carl Anthony Towns. When did you buy into the Bucks? Um, like, at, at what point that did it go from being a good story to, oh, this is for real? When I saw MVP potential in Giannis. Okay. Because that's almost, until until somebody proves otherwise, that's basically what you need in a market like Milwaukee or Minnesota is for either either to win the lottery or get a top three pick and, and get a transcendent talent in that way or to find that that hidden gem, that diamond in the rough like they did with Giannis in the draft because free agency and trades, especially as more and more superstar players take the control in the league, it's gonna it's harder and harder to get those guys here. Before you could say, well, let's go out and trade for a guy. They don't really have a choice. If they have a contract, they come and play for you. That's not the case in today's NBA. Free agency is, or excuse me, making a trade is almost the same as operating in free agency. You have to get, go and get a guy who wants to come and play for you. You can't just trade for him and say, ah, you got a contract. You're coming to play for us whether you like it or not. That's not how the NBA works anymore. Now, would you say, though, because you were on the you were of the mindset that the Bucks could have won the championship. Yes. Right? Yeah. But they don't have a second superstar to Giannis. But Giannis is maybe the best player in the NBA. I would say that he, he won the MVP. I would say he's a, he's a top five player for sure. And Definitely you can kind of top shuffle five. Him yeah. yeah. So if Carl Anthony Towns becomes a top five player. If they put. Do they, and what they did with Giannis was, first of all. Chris Middleton isn't on the level of, you know, some of the other one-two punches that you see in terms of pairing up superstars, but I think underrated, especially in terms of the shooter and the scorer that he is, and that's invaluable in today's NBA. But the other thing that they did was they brought in a coach who had a system that made sense around Giannis with Budenholzer, because Giannis obviously can do what he does in the paint and draw all that attention, and Budenholzer said, just surround him with shooters. Just surround him with three-point shooters, and either Giannis is going to score or he's going to find the open guy to drop the shot. I think system, again, going back to the Vikings, can make a huge difference. If you have the right system for the personnel that you have or the right personnel for the system that you have, that can make a huge difference. Absolutely. So if they get the right role players around Carl Anthony Towns, I think you can do and find a Chris Middleton type to pair him with. I think you could go the route that the Bucks did, but that's yeah. a much harder route. I think you're. I think you're going to see Towns take a big step forward. He's already putting up ridiculous numbers, but I think you're. I think I you're going to see an empowered Carl Anthony Towns this season. I believe it. So, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And a quick reminder: you've got 20 minutes if you haven't already done this. You can win Twins Yankees tickets. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Tuesday, July 23rd game. At Target Field, you can only win them through the Score North mobile app, which is free to download. You've got until six o'clock. It's part of our Appy Hour here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. If you if you don't have the app, no problem. Download it. Register with your name and email when it prompts you, and uh, you enter to win your chance at Yankees Twins tickets. If you do have the app and you haven't opened it yet today, literally just if you're as long as you're a registered user, open the app and it'll prompt you and say, "Hey, hey!" It'll slap you upside the head. You want to win these tickets? Here's your button to push to enter. You only get 20 more minutes if you haven't done so already to enter to win Twins Yankees tickets. We wrap with Royce when we come back. Uh, you know, the Wolves have been pulling some players off of scrap heaps in hopes of breathing some life into them with a system. Well, I wouldn't call it the scrap heap by any means, but you can pull some very nice deals off of the pre owned inventory section of LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. You might look at first glance, much like some of these Wolves free agents, you might look and say, ah, really? I don't know. First glance, not sure about that. But when you dig beneath the surface, there's a ton of value. Like at first glance, you might say this 2011 Toyota Prius Hybrid, 
There's 143,000 miles. I don't know. That seems like a lot of miles. Not when it's a Toyota. Not with the backing of the service department. You get it, Luther Brookdale Toyota. I drove a Toyota one time up to 280,000 miles. It ran like new up into the 200,000s because of the durability and also because of the people in that service department. So go to LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Check out the pre-owned inventory section for some amazing deals. That uh, that 2011 Prius, by the way, eighty three ninety four right now. Um, so 694 Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. 5.45 here at Score North. Time for your Score North download. Jonathan here. 14-4 loss for the Twins yesterday. That paired with a 7-2 win for the Indians yesterday means the AL Central lead is down to four, and it's not getting any easier tonight as the Twins welcome in the A's. And the Indians, well, they're still playing the Tigers tonight, so by the time we get back to air tomorrow, could the lead be down to three? Who knows? Well, we'll see. Join me and Dan Terhar this Saturday night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United in Rail Salt Lake. Pre-game at 8.30 p.m., kickoff at 9. Right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. That's been your Score North download. Now back to the last segment today of Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. you got 15 minutes to open the app, and if you if you register, if you download the app, register, and open the app, in the next 15 minutes, you're entered to win Twins-Yankees tickets for next Tuesday. Pat, you did it. You uh, followed through on what you told us yesterday. You revisited the Matt Caps Wilson Ramos trade for uh, the yep. Star Tribune. So almost a decade ago, about nine years ago now. What? Uh, give us, give us your deep dive nine years later on on that trade. <laughs> uh, I guess that uh, well, you know, in retrospect, it looks a lot worse because Meyer got hurt, but yeah. uh, couldn't uh, you know started losing missing games and everything. But it always seemed kind of stupid to me because uh, you, you don't trade catchers who are, you know, nine four-star prospects at that time. He actually didn't turn out to be as good as we thought he was going to be, but he was pretty damn good. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it was, you know, Rauch, they, they would have probably won the division with Rauch anyway. Or uh, Rauch anyway. And uh, I, I think they just didn't want him closing because they didn't like him. Because <laughs> he was a big... Blower, as you know, a big blowering uh, jackass, and uh, nobody wanted to be around him. So <laughs> that's uh, that's why. But anyway, it was. Uh, I'm though. just saying. I'm not saying don't trade, don't make a trade. I'm just saying, you know, a year from now, you might hate it if if, if it doesn't, uh, you know, if it doesn't amount to something. You go get a relief pitcher, give up a. The top three or four prospect, because that's what the market's going to be if you're going to get a, a guy who thinks a difference making relief pitcher. And if you get, uh, you either, you know, get beat in a wild card game or get beat 3 0 in a division series, and the next year the guy's mediocre, like relief pitchers have a tendency to be, you might feel bad about it. That's, uh, I guess that's all I'm saying. So what? Just every everybody now says prospects don't matter. Blah blah blah. Make your trade. That's uh, not exactly the way to go. But what I want to do now is trade Sano for whatever I can get. Not, you don't, you don't, don't think it's going to come back and be fantastic? I mean, come on. I don't want to give up Rooker. Rooker. I don't give up Wildick. I don't want to give up. I, yeah, I guess I give up Dick Gordon or somebody like that. But uh, I don't want to give up a real good one. If there's any chance I can get rid of Sonoma instead, because I'm done. I'm done. He's getting worse at third base. 
he gets two, as I said on Twitter today, he gets two big hits a month. You know, once in a while it'll hit a, you know, when it's seven to two, he'll hit a home run to make it nine to two if somebody really throws him a cookie. But uh, he's, you know, let's go. Let him go. He can go big, be big puppy someplace else. I don't care. Big puppy he, now, I, huh? You know, that's what I, I like think that. Big, big puppy? puppy? Big puppy, yeah. Anyway. What do you think you can get for him, though? Well, you can get a really, you know, you can, I'm not sure what, how good a relief pitcher, but, you know, when you're throwing around, when you're throwing around Nick Gordon and you're throwing around Miguel Sano, you're probably going to get a better player from Miguel Sano, aren't you? Better pitcher. I, I don't <laughs> Some team there's got to want to take a shot on him, don't they? Yeah, you know, I would guess some DH. team. I just don't know whom. Yeah. Well, that's true. I don't know. I'm done with him, though. I put Mar. You got Marwin signed for three years. I agree. You can put him at third base. I agree. You can put him at third base. So anyway, I got something to say, boys. Okay. All right. You know how you know how we all believe in. There's this mysticism about sports. I've talked about it myself. Ben Crenshaw not being able to play, uh, break an egg for five years. His, his uh, man, Harvey Penick, dies. He wins the Masters that week and doesn't doesn't do anything again for the rest of his career. And now Tyler Skaggs' mom throws out the first pitch. The Angels score 13 runs. They pitch a combined no-hitter. There's something there's something up there, right, that brings out the, the greatness in sports. Well, today, the British Open returns to Northern Ireland for the first time in 68 years. Rory McIlroy has been on pins and needles waiting for this opportunity in his home country. It's a source of fantastic pride. And he hits his first ball out of bounds, makes eight, and shoots 79. So it doesn't always work that way, right? The mysticism isn't always there, right? Man, so so Rory was, was god-awful. Tiger was god-awful. Phil was god-awful. And Machine yeah. Brooks kept well, Phil lost all that weight. What happened? He yeah. fasted. Lost 15 <laughs> pounds. I saw, I saw Tiger hit his first shot. He hits a iron off the tee on one and still managed to hit it, hit it in the grass. You know the deep grass, and uh, you know he made par there. But he's 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 not he's not in condition to 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 play a golf course like this. Here's what everybody has to understand: Augusta is easy compared to these other uh, golf courses that they're playing majors on. They don't have thick rough. They don't. You know, you got to hit a bat. You got to hit a shot ten percent offline to screw yourself up at Augusta. These other courses, they're playing with the rough and everything. you got to hit it about 3% offline. And he's hitting too many 8% offline and getting himself in too much trouble. That's, well, to me, that's, he, he just, he's equipped to win now if a course isn't really punishing. But if it's a punishing golf course like this one is, I mean, what, Duval shoot, 91? And uh, it, you know, I don't think he can. I don't think he can handle it. Are you downplaying his Masters win because Phil Mackey is ready to run out of the studio <laughs> to no, wherever you are right now? I'm good with it. Well, I'm good I with think it. it was a great. It was a great emotional moment, but it's the only place he can win right now. Is what I'm saying. His game is not precise enough. That what was it Saturday that he hit four fairways, Phil? Four or five. He, he, uh, at Augusta, he only hit. 
you know, yeah, forty percent of the fairways. If he's playing one of these places and misses eight, nine fairways, he gonna make, you know. Five bogeys and a double bogey. Poor guy. Every and, every uh, time I turned the TV on today, it was like Tiger in his baggy wind pants, just like spending eight <laughs> minutes looking for his golf ball. Yes, right. Poor guy. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess he got out in the wind. They didn't really howl today. They say tomorrow rain all day and howling wind. Uh, today at only start. Somebody said it started and stopped raining seventeen times today, but uh, tomorrow supposedly uh, howling wind and, uh, and keeps going. So hey, what's the deal? The Twins now have four roster spots. Yes, yeah. So Madbum, Strowman, uh, Kirby <laughs> Yates, and Brad Hand. These guys have protected those forty man spots, you know, and and. Filled them all the time. Somebody they never had an opening for more than like fifteen minutes since they got here, right? I mean, they, boom, they protected those forty man, and their thing was, we're uh, you know we're not playing with the twenty five man roster. We're playing with the forty man roster. They move guys in and out, and there's obviously something's going on here. Uh, I don't think they're going to get. The, they want to have as much flexibility as possible, obviously, because they. Uh, I you know I don't think the roster before this had been under 38 for more than about five minutes and under 39 for three days. Hey Pat, it's it really weird. It's a bullpen hit. It's a bullpen what? hit. I said it's it's a hit. It's like a mafia hit. It's a bullpen hit. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Mejia offed. Uh, McGill offed. Uh, Mor- Morin offed. Mor- Goodfellow. Morin off. Morin off with a one and a half ERA. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think with McGill, they were like, "Wait a second, that guy. Oh, we didn't even know he was still on the team. We got to get this guy out of here. Why is he pitching? In the he gave up six runs here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still complaining that that run, those two runs produced by Alonzo's home run, have to be earned. That was the damnedest. I watched that replay last year, last night about seven. We might have to put a blue and orange seat up there how, just to commemorate. How it. far was that from the t- seven rolls from the top of the thing? Oh, it was past the the entrance. You know, it was up above the entrance. Harmon would have been proud. There people out there looking, and they thought they were getting ready to catch it, and it went over their heads. And they were yeah. by the entrance. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, age age six in a row, ten out of twelve. Uh, Tighten up the hatches, boys. Yeah, and the, and Cleveland Cleveland apparently has fifty games against the the Tigers alone this season. <laughs> every every time you look, yeah. it's like oh, Cleveland's playing a crappy team from the American League Central. They, yeah. are, they are now eleven and one against Cardi's uh, competitors. Chapman's uh, out though, but, Pat. Uh, that helps a little bit. Chapman's oh, right. out tonight. Ankle. Yes, yeah, oh, okay. says he'll probably play tomorrow, okay. but he can't play tonight. All right. Any no updates on Buxton? Uh, not that I've seen that's who they need, man. Did you think yep. that ball out yesterday that Kepler didn't, didn't get didn't get close to Buxton by the clock? Perk told us. Perk told us on the Twin Show today that Buxton catches that without crashing into the fence. He thinks. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's boy when you watch him, they're just there's it's a completely different operation with him not you know with him not being there. What? Yeah. Thirteen and sixteen. Thirteen and what? Without him, no, no, seven, and no, seven and thirteen, seven and thirteen, seven and thirteen. Okay. Seven and just feels like yeah. just feels like twenty nine games. My bad. <laughs> well, their defense, their fielding goes from uh, you know B 
B to C minus when he's not in the field. Yep. They've been playing C minus in the field for couple of weeks now. Well, Pat, the Academy Award music is playing you off the stage, so we will catch you tomorrow. <laughs> See you, Royce. All right. See you. All right. We'll wrap with Royce every day on the show. Yeah, man. Like, And plus, Max Kepler's a really good right fielder, so you're taking a yes. really good right fielder out of right field, moving in the center, and now you're... So that's J.K., I think. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.